Just talking? What's the show about? It's about nothing. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome back to another episode of Cult of Professionalism. Matt and I were just talking about uh, Garfield, and I want to ask you, is there like a goaded Saturday morning cartoonist for that you know of um oh like of the sad like of the famous strips Mm -hmm. you know like i remember when i used to still subscribe to the free press yeah i would read the funnies when you would subscribe yeah well like uh, my my dad would buy for me there was like a period of like a year two years yeah and like i like to read like the articles and stuff but the funnies were the big thing yes um I, most of those had been long running a long time like Beetle Bailey Beetle Bailey is whatever it's like it's like three panels of mash and it's like military humor mm-hmm. it's like okay you know Pearl Before Swine that one's a little vulgar I don't know <laughs> there was nothing goaded there was a couple I remember liking Doonesbury mm-hmm. um, for me like the Saturday morning goat or the funniest goats are Peanuts and Calvin and Hobbes. Those are the goats. Yeah. Yeah. Peanuts because it's like the OG and because it has surprising depth. And Calvin and Hobbes because just classics. Mm-hmm. Just, it's it's just, there's something about it. Do you think girls like Calvin and Hobbes as much as guys do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I couldn't name any women I know that read Calvin and Hobbes but you know what the thing is the protagonist is the stupid boy yeah they didn't make a Susie spin-off Calvin and Hobbes strip which you know maybe would have appealed to that was that would be what happened if Bill Watterson sold out yeah they would have done a Susie spin-off to appeal to the female demographic then there would be a Hobbes solo project for the Hobbes heads I know I'm a bit of a Hobbes head myself yeah Speaking of selling out, we just got back from the theater. Uh, we saw the last episode of Kenobi in the theaters. I'm not shitting you. Um, and it was almost entirely full. Yeah, so I would just want to shout out Disney for providing this free screening and Cineplex. We didn't have to pay anything. Um, thank you, guys, very much. Um, it cut out in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the film, or the, the, the episode, sorry. Matt gave a hearty boo at the screen. It was the funniest shit I've seen in my life. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. Boo! It's, it's, come on. Everyone in the theater groaned. Everyone's yeah. like, especially because it was at the start, I was like, oh my god, is this going to be like for the whole fucking thing? But they were mostly fine, except a couple of glitches towards the end. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Cineplex projectionists get three out of five bags because it was mostly watchable. Speaking of mostly watchable, we watched the Kenobi uh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about it? How, how was the Kenobi finale? Yeah. Um, okay, well, it was um, it was mid, like the rest of the series. So I'll say that it was consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more if we had actually gone to stay for the Q&A. <laughs> Um, where the directors and writers could have uh, elaborated on their motivations and their influences, I think it would have really came together as a project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was whatever. So they didn't have Vader and Obi-Wan fighting for 20 minutes. It's only like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they, they they also splice it with like Reva looking for Luke because 
she's still alive for some reason. They don't explain. She's just okay. I guess she's really powerful with the Force. <laughs> so then she goes to Tatooine. I'm going to go kill Luke because I hate Anakin. And Obi-Wan goes to challenge Vader on this planet to take attention away from that transport or whatever. Uh, the fight was cool, you know? Mm-hmm. They should have played Duel of the Fates again. They almost did. Was there like an interpolation or something of the first few notes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it would have been, they should have just done it again. They should have gone to Mustafar again. Because, like, they have this fight. Okay, what do you think of the, what do you think of this? This, uh, this ending? It was like a make your cake and eat it too sort of ending where (laughs) they're like squeezing water from stone trying to make you have some sort of emotional reaction to this finale. Like this was the end of some grand adventure when it really wasn't. And it was like a side adventure. Yes. And they tried to make you care for these characters that they've introduced and not really done anything with, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It was... Okay, it was... Like, the ending... So they have their fight, whatever. Some action. They really flex their muscles. They pick up, like, a million, billion rocks at the same time. Throw them at each other. That was so cool. It was so funny. That was so cool, bro. Kenobi goes god mode, and he's just standing there, and, like, 50 rocks are just getting flung at Vader. I don't know if they're, like, hitting Vader, or if... He's, like, just barely using the Force as, like, a little... Deflecting him. I guess so, because it would break his suit or whatever. Yeah. Basically, he buries Obi-Wan. He's like, Obi-Wan, you're such a chump. I'm leaving. And then Obi-Wan has his hero moment. The classic, I'm stuck under the rubble, and the voices of my loved ones are going to push me through this. And the loved ones are kids that he he just met for this adventure. Well, he doesn't have much family, I guess. He just thinks of Luke, which we saw for two shots, and Leia, and then... Oh, I have the strength! Then he has the power. Then he comes back. He starts doing a couple rolls, and he blows out Vader. He splits his mask open... Then you get the Kino moment where this was Kino when they do half James Earl Jones, half Anakin yeah. voice. That was pretty cool. But then they had just have this corny spiel. It's like oh, it, it's it's too much. It's like uh, Shakespeare in the Park or something where yeah. they're going. He's this is like the big moment, and then Obi Wan goes, "Oh my God, Anakin, I'm so sorry." And then Anakin goes, "I kill," or Darth Vader goes, "I killed Anakin, not you." Uh, it's it's that's too much. That's too much. I can't yeah. see a human being saying that. It's it's a little too much. It's and, pretend crazy. And then Obi Wan just leaves. Yes. That was that was you the did cr- that before. That was the crazy shit. Because remember, you were like, oh, but how are they going to justify this in canon? They just have to leave the characters intact. They don't have to do what they would normally do. Yeah. Because why would Obi Wan not? Why didn't he kill him? Yeah. And uh, because he felt bad. Oh, so why did he do the thing that he did before where he leaves him to die? Didn't turn out so well. Yeah, so that one didn't really make sense. But of course, you know, A New Hope is still canon. So Yes. And then 10 years later, they'll just do a little dance and then Obi-Wan will go (laughs) bye-bye. The thing with Reva's stupid, they try to redeem her. Um, She goes to kill Luke. She blows out. Uh, Owen and Baru doesn't kill them because they get killed in New Hope by stormtroopers. 
And then you get another corny scene where she's going to kill Luke. He's passed out on the ground. But, oh, she looks like she's hitting herself as a youngling. Um, so no shout out to the editing there. It was really stupid <laughs> and ham-fisted. And then she saves Luke, brings him back. And she's like, oh, my God, did I become like Vader? Obi-Wan's like, no, you're okay. So we can anticipate a Reva spin-off show. She's given up her saber and being evil, I guess. Um, I, th- I really they should have just killed her in that last episode. Yes. Uh, but then she can't come back. <laughs> what is she gonna come back for? I don't a Reva show. No, like cameos. Uh, like okay. <laughs> Then Obi-Wan is... Now he's happy Obi-Wan. He's like the cheery Obi-Wan. Or like the kind of like... He doesn't really give a fuck Obi-Wan of yeah. New Hope. Where he's, he's kind of chilling, mm-hmm. you know. And he leaves his cave. Oh, and then he gets to meet Luke and he says hello there. That was a really funny moment. Everyone in the theater laughed. That was a big laugh moment. Do you remember when we talked about the Lego Star Wars holiday special? And they did that joke in it as well. And you said that... You know they they don't they don't um they don't get to make that joke. Yes, where they pull a, a little bit of meme humor. Yeah, like you guys weren't sharing hello there memes. Like it's maybe we're being cynical, or maybe I'm being cynical right now. But like I, I do agree. No, it's like it's a big silence brand mm-hmm. moment where no, okay, yeah, and it's just like it's that's also cheesy. Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan leaves his cave, and then he goes to, I guess, to the caves where he's seen him in New Hope. No, he has, his, he has a house. Or something. Yeah, yeah, you see it for, like, a shot. Anyway, the, little hut. they leave there, and then, boom, big reveal. At the very end, you get Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson's back. He says, Obi-Wan, what took you so long? Let's go on an adventure, buddy. <laughs> I guess that's how Obi-Wan kept company all those years, and now went crazy at Qui-Gon Force Ghost. That's the end of the show. No post credits, nothing. Well, we went. Uh, we left. We left, but we checked afterwards on Disney Plus. Yes. No, we well, we checked. We looked it up. We didn't, you know. Look, this besides the point. Um, what's your final verdict here for Kenobi? Uh, bad. N- not good. Not. I, I. I would not have finished it if we weren't uh, watching it for the show we were hanging with a, a friend yesterday and he said that it needed more flavor yeah that was very that was very astute of him yeah that's really what the show needed more flavor like this ends and it's like oh it, yeah. it's, it's a limp dick ending yeah. oh yeah also they bring Leia back to her parents if you can guess yeah and she, they, they have that moment where like <laughs> she had alluded to caring about knowing who her mother was and then at the end of the show she's like i don't care because i love my real family well, that's they so have wholesome. one of those that's so wholesome and they give owen a hero moment where he says he is my own yeah you know that's it, this the girl boss uh amperu that was awesome yes yeah mommy amperu yeah. mommy Baru. she well she has like seven lines in star wars so you got to give her something so yeah. owen's kind of like defeatist but then she mommies him and says let's kick some ass yeah and then they don't but they do a pretty good job of holding her up <laughs> Reva fucking force moves an object like directly into Owen and it looks like it would have like it was a rock or something wasn't yeah, it yeah and yeah like something really hard and painful <laughs> but, it died. but no she just knocks him to the side 
Yeah, so this Kenobi show, yeah, it's not good. Um, I don't want another season unless it gets way better. I think I'm kind of done with Star Wars shows. Um, what, what if they do? What about Bad Batch season two? What about Man- what about Boba Fett season two? And Mandalorian don't care. three. Mandalorian, I'll watch. That's it. Uh, I guess that's all they have going. Did the you watch Ahsoka that Star Wars no. anime or whatever they no. had? Um, I'm good. I'm oh, what about the Cash in Andor show? Where we it's revealed that he's Obi Wan's brother, dude. You know what? We'll actually watch that one. We'll watch that no, one for the show. No, I'm not gonna watch anything else. Not Book of Boba Fett. Not uh, Ahsoka. It. We're watching that. Watch the cash. Yeah. It. I yeah. Don't it is. No. It's simply no. You know what we should watch for the show? What? Um, what was the name of that show that we saw the trailer of where it was Batman's son and the Joker's niece and. <laughs> That one, yeah. Oh my god, wanna that's watch that, that CW show, Gotham Knights. <laughs> yeah, e, that was heavy, man. I don't know, like, I, like two. I know people say this a lot, but it's like this went through so many people who agreed that this was okay. <laughs> you know, it's just it's kind of brutal. You hate to see it. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So all in all, you know what? I'll give Kenobi, you know what? Three out of ten bags. Oh, of popcorn. that's pretty low. <laughs> a shallow show about nothing. Um, you know, a great test. Again, we were hanging out with this friend. He said that um, it's content. And, you know, maybe they could have actually done something. And he's a guy that should be liking this show. You know what? The thing is, like, it's been like that for the Star Wars extended stuff. It's content, but now it's like it's barely starting to be content because this is pretty thin. What do I like? What do I get out of this? The characters are are just shells to yeah. swing lightsabers and say hello. There's. I think maybe maybe they should put Star Wars to bed for a little bit. And can like characters are just saying stuff that foreshadows a future which we already know like when obi-wan's like you are you're gonna be so important you're so special leia and he's like luke let him be a boy his future <laughs> will take care of itself and then he wink. Wink. then he winks at the camera <laughs> oh ben <laughs> trash it's nothing um i think it's better than three out of ten okay okay it's two out of five okay. uh you know would i recommend it no um, do I want to watch it again? No, but it's content. Yeah, just could use a bit more flavor. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit more flavor next time. A little seasoning, please, with my Kenobi. Take the lead, man. All right, so uh, we watched a movie this week, like we do every week, <laughs> except for the weeks where I don't try to find so, those ones. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're watching Fantastic Planet here. Uh, this is a... I think Wikipedia says it's like an experimental animated French film. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's the trifecta there. You know, you're going to get some some stuff to talk your, your date's ear off about. You know, it's going to be good. Yes. So basically, it's this uh, kind of creepy animated movie. It's science fiction uh, in which humans are actually ohms these miniature humans on this planet of advanced like fish people mm-hmm. 
and they are treated as pets because they're so much tinier and not as smart. Yes. And then um, we follow one little boy who grows up to do big things. Mm-hmm. And that's the plot of the film. Whose name is Tear. Yeah, his name's Tear. There are some things like Ohms and Tear, which are like, if you don't speak French, you're not going to get it, but those are kind of jokes. It's like corruptions, yeah. yeah. Like Ohms, it's like Les Hommes. Which, mean, which is French for men. And then Terre is like Earth. Uh, Earth. Yeah. La Terre. Yeah. Terra, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of this, interesting, the title of this in French is mm-hmm. La Planète Sauvage, which is not Fantastic Planet. No. It's the wild planet, which is an element of the plot that they talk about and end up visiting. But that's an interesting title difference. I wonder if that was a marketing thing. It, it definitely is. Because Fantastic Planet. Oh. Oh, what's fantastic about it? But Wild Planet. Like, Scary. Isn't, isn't that just where we live? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it is, especially because the fantastic thing really, for me, gives me like 50s and 60s, mid-century science fiction vibes. Yes. Well, it's Fantastic Adventures or Fantastic Voyage, which we saw one time, right? Did we, we didn't do that for the show, though. No. no. Yeah, this one's decidedly better than Fantastic Voyage, though. What <laughs> What are your overall impressions here? Really good. Really good? Really good. This is a very nice movie. The animation is, is crazy. It's like a comic book uh, in motion. Yes. Where it's not very fluid. Um, it, it looks like moving pictures, literally. Yes. And it looks really cool. It looks really good. And the art style that they are using, it, look, it looks like... Um, when you were a kid, when you were a kid, uh, looking at the back of the Crayola pencil crayon box, and it would show you like what you could draw with the pencil crayons, and it was a super detailed drawing that you can never accomplish. It has that same look to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where there'd be like a, a draw, a pencil crayon drawing of a, a tree frog on the back. It, it has that same sort of look. Like it looks like characters are walking around on drawings. It doesn't look. It's not trying to be like a, a Disney movie, like a Snow White or something, mm-hmm. where it's like you can be immersed in the world and it looks real, I guess. And in a 2D way, this looks like paper men walking around on drawings. Yeah, it does really feel like that. It looks like, it does look like a comic book, like the art style. And I guess it's just the way Europeans draw, mm-hmm. like comics and I guess animated stuff too. Um, is like, it kind of reminds me of Mobius. Uh, is our work and it's I guess just like a, gets I guess the line work out there's like cross hatching yeah, yeah, yeah. on everything but yeah the animation is really good I love the way this movie looks mm-hmm. um the way that the drags I think they're called yes um have these beady little red eyes that sometimes stare right at you uh it never ge- it stops being kind of creepy they never blink they never blink well in the fu- in the future we won't need to blink yes Okay, we'll be above such things. We won't need to eat. We'll just suck in whatever that space gas was. Um, and that's their sustenance. Um, visually, this thing is a marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only is it good just from a artistic standpoint, like just the way the it's drawn, which is great. The framing is really good. The composition's good. And one thing that's really great about this is that this is a real science fiction film. Yes. Because 
it actually has imagination mm -hmm. and they think about um, science and make fiction of it. Yes. Rather than they don't go to a planet and there's green aliens and then they have ray guns. No, it's like this weird utopian society with these blue people. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have all these weird creatures and they have like little like 10 second interludes sometimes yep. in between scenes where they just show some alien flora and fauna. And it's just weird, man. It's really weird. They have these headsets where the, uh, they take info sessions and yes. they're just basically dumped uh, knowledge and yeah. it's permanently uh, etched into their brain. And they'll just have segments too with that where they're just giving you lore about the planet. And it's it's fascinating. Um, you just want to hear more and more about this place and the stuff around them, aided in part by the fact that this movie is like is very um low in dialogue yeah um and like, very simple too yeah like characters like let's say they were running from something instead of like screaming it would just be silence yes yeah or like if they're dying they're not going ah they're just dying in silence yeah a lot of the movie um is orchestrated by its score which is really really good it's i wrote it down i said the score is organic introspective and quiet like just like and strange just like yeah. the movie itself it's psychedelic man yeah it's awesome they have this they have a lot of wah-wah guitar mm -hmm. and shit and it's like it's kind of groovy the music like damn this was a good soundtrack like mm -hmm. i would listen to this i did look into it uh the vinyl's really expensive because it was a limited print yes yeah, probably printed one <laughs> one time yeah yeah they printed yes. it one time i think they reissued it once 20 years ago yeah <laughs> Um, no, but this is a good soundtrack. I don't know who did it. Probably some French guy. Who cares? Yeah. I don't Do you know like... the band Software? No. Um, it reminded me of their stuff. You should listen to some Software. Yeah. It's really good. If it's like this stuff, it's cool. It's like it's like all the best stuff of the 70s mm -hmm. where it's the guitar is going waka waka wah. It's got a little groovy beat. It's kind of funky, kind of psychedelic, almost jazzy. And then sometimes it gets kind of ambient. The sound design in general in this movie is really good because they you have the aliens and the weird alien creatures that are about, um, you know, make kind of weird, unique sounds. Um, like one time you just see them walking across a landscape and they're showing those, remember those weird clicking things? Yes. And the, the sound design in it is, is that like, it doesn't feel like somebody going, making a clicking noise into a mic. The noises that are being made are really feel uncanny and alien mm -hmm. and it really lends to the whole vibe i mean the movie is overall it's like kind of weird it's i guess surreal uh in a way just because of well the weird alien race that dominates um you know they do sometimes uh some weird creepy things that i guess we'll do in the future mm -hmm. don't worry about it um and this backgrounds are always so stark like everything feels desolate yeah. even though they sh you know it's like a civilization or whatever so you're always looking over the horizon um it's a weird trippy picture i guess you could say it's one that we've seen before too and usually that would kind of you know that would be a bit of a letdown but it like when we were watching I was like man this is like Zardos and it's like Planet of the Apes I don't know if these movies are all uh, influenced by 
this like classic book I haven't read or know about. I don't know if you know. I don't know, but it's. I guess it's just man against the uh, master. That's its whole vibe. Yeah. Um, the that's the, just a the theme of humanity, I guess. And that's just sci-fi. It really just tries to blow up human yes. concepts into the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make predictions or criticize modern day by you know doing th- giving things that we do to aliens and being like, isn't this weird? Mm-hmm. Isn't this kind of fucked up? <laughs> That's like that's like the big allegory here, and you can read into the movie a lot of ways. It's not too specific that you can draw a lot of confusions or a lot of um, you can draw a lot of conclusions. Yeah, about what this is about. But like on the surface level, it's like okay, these drags um, have these humans, and they're just playthings for them. Yeah, and like a dog. You can't call it. Yeah. You can't call it a Tiwa. You have to call it Frisky or Trusty or Dingo, like or... a pet name. Yeah, um, and but the humans are shown they are intelligent mm-hmm. um, and they are capable of feeling complex things. And of course, you sympathize. So that's the whole crux there. The easy thing is like, hey, we treat the animals shitty mm-hmm. or the environment shitty. But it's just a nice role reversal, and they do clever things to make it work, like keeping the humans small. Yeah, because one thing is like they play with the humans because they're so small they fit. You can fit many of them in the palm of your hand. Yeah. yeah. So when you give them this little scale and you make them look like bugs and you zoom out, um, it makes you kind of sympathize in a way with the perspective of the aliens, which is that they're just these weird little pests. Yeah, just like how people will casually like see a spider and just say kill it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's uh, this movie kind of, especially the part where they kill that one drag. Mm-hmm. It kind of remind me. <laughs> you ever see the Jack Black? Yes. Uh, Gulliver's Travels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they definitely take some influence from that. That's the big story that they all take influence. The Jack Black one, I mean. Yes. Um, but thematically, it's it's pretty solid. I'll say this: the story is kind of rudimentary. It's like kind of basic. Mm-hmm. Basically, he grows up and. He grows up in their house. He's the daughter of like one of the masters of the clan of the drags. And then he defects. He leaves one day. And then he's part of like a human uprising. That They just want to be, they just want to live peacefully. They're not even trying to overtake them. They're just trying not to get killed. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a basic plot. But the stuff in between... The flavor from the movie just totally makes up for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This movie has plenty of flavor. Yeah. yeah. They really got all out the seasoning packets on this one, because even though the plot is very rudimentary and you know it ends like like semi predictably, and then it's not like a grand thing. There's no grand revelation you're waiting for. It is all about the journey, and they do a lot of journey in this movie because they're small as shit. Yes. Um. But this thing. It doesn't really bother me that the story's simple because there's a lot going on otherwise just from audio perspective, mm-hmm. from a visual perspective. Uh, I mean, this thing is also pretty short. Like, yeah. It's like 72 minutes. Which I, I, I thought today, because I had to kind of rush watching this. Like, I, oh, not rush it. I had to cram it in. And I was like, well, you know what? It's a cult animated film. It's got to be under an hour and a half. And then I check. I was like, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. We're good. We got time. Well, Heavy Metal was like an hour and a half or maybe a little more. That one was like... Was it? That was full blow. Yeah. yeah. But this stuff, it was maybe it was too expensive to do. 
too expensive for like how weird it is probably yes also yeah. i can't imagine this was the box office smash you know this one it's not really like it's not like a take your kids and get ice cream after kind of movie like the minions yes. you know <laughs> so and i probably wouldn't show this to young children this is probably not something that a lot of people can relate to but um, Matt and I both went to French immersion schools, and if you don't know what that is, basically, it's like halfway between going to a full French school and a full English school, where everything is in French but English class, and also teachers are kind of lax about you talking English. Yeah, it's like, hey, les <laughs> but then they turn away after. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And we, I, or I don't know about you, I'm assuming you did, but I had to watch a lot of Canadian media and a lot of the animated stuff that I would watch was in this sort of style where it's very jagged, missing a lot of frames. Did you watch stuff like that? In, in school? Yeah. No, I remember watching like Telefrancais and the... And that stupid pineapple. But even like, um, there we would see like history stuff, and it would be more of like a slideshow of pictures with like people acting over them. Did you like voice acting over them? No, really. Maybe a different oh, curriculum. Shit. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. I I don't remember anything like this. Mm. Um, in school, no. Well, there are some people out there who relate, and to you, you and I are closer than brothers. Okay. Um. Yeah, the movie... Yeah, this movie is pretty good. Um, there's something else I want to say. Let me consult my notes very quickly. <laughs> if we had to talk about the voice acting, I guess maybe that's a, that's a technical thing. It's it's like kind of flat or whatever, but yes. they are French, so I won't fault them for that. Um, we watched the French version with English subtitles, and I'm sure there's a dub version out there. Maybe I'll watch that next time, see if it's any good. I feel like they'll probably go a little harder on the voice acting, but I don't think... I think it was purposeful to have them talk the way that they did. Just to make it a bit disjointed, a bit more alien. And to have it, like, with the, with the narration and the way they talk, it almost gives it, like, a storybook feel. Yes. Where it's just, like, a tale. Maybe mm -hmm. this is just a fable. And, hey, treat your dog better. But, you know, it... It really adds to that like kind of uncanny element of the film. There's throughout. There's just kind of weird stuff that is just, just like kind of out there in a way that you like. I think we talked about this before that you want sci-fi to do. Yes. You don't want sci-fi to be little green men and lasers because I already, I've already thought of that. You wanted sci-fi to be what else can be done. Yes. To reach out the possibilities we haven't seen. And this is it the kind of movie that does that, you know? I mean, shout out to the Europeans. They're kind of dumbing us in terms of adult animation. I guess they've been doing it for 50 years because this movie's like 50 years old, too. Um, I mean, like, we get they get this, and, like, no disrespect, but we get heavy metal. Yeah. And it's like, this is, like, a surrealistic um, animated sci-fi art film, and then heavy metal has... Um, Nazi zombies and tits. Yes. So, yeah, that's just kind of the way it is. This movie has a lot of nudity, too, but it's, again, it's like that perfect nudity where it's it's not sexual. It's not to titillate. It, it just is. Yeah, they're just, they're just naked because they're supposed to be savages. Yeah. There's no, there's no exploited part of this. All the violence in this film, 
of which there is some you know people die mm-hmm. um, i'm not i'm in love with you um it's not glorified or it's not there's no action sequences all of the instances of violence of this feel sincere and they're just like horrible yeah. you know um, you just see them get sucked up or crushed or you see them bleed all over their weird monster thing strapped to their chest. Um, and you get the sense that this film is really trying to at least show you a perspective mm-hmm. on on man and animal and the cycle we kind of go through. Another theme I really like is, um, is that knowledge is power because... Um, Tear gets a hold of I think was it Tiwa or Tiva in, in, they said Tiva but then the subtitles was T-I-W-A and that's not really a regional yeah. thing for French they don't really switch those sounds up so I don't really know what the deal is let's say Tiva um, he steals Tiva's little electronic headband that she gets uh, all of her lessons from and with that he's able to learn how to read uh, and then they're able to build a rocket ship, yada yada yada, and they're able to overcome their master. So, not like with uh, withholding information is basically um, making these civilized people just animals, right? Just little bugs. But once they have information, then they can they can do anything, right? They're essentially equals, just yes. smaller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. That was a very. Um, that was good science fiction. Yeah, yeah. This is the real deal, man. This is why this is like what you're striving for when you're making a sci-fi picture, you know. I have to make a note of this. I want to include a soundbite which I'll probably forget to do. Um this little brain terrain that they're walking on right now it makes this weird noise and it sounds exactly like the noise the arm makes in the return of Twin Peaks. Where he goes like Oh, the crack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's whooshing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I gotta remember to do that. Hopefully I do. Just remember, bro. Just yeah. do it. Um, yeah, that that see, that's another great example of all just the weird, uh, like uh, just all the weird imaginative stuff they pack into this film. It's an hour and twelve minutes, but they pack um, a solid story that feels like well thought out and complete. And they pack in so much visual flair and so many ideas. Um, that this really feels like a complete picture, even if it's a lot shorter. Yeah, like, this movie's an hour and 12 minutes, and an episode of Kenobi is like 50 minutes. Wow, and nothing happens in that. And there's nothing to look at. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is a better way, I'd say, to spend the most of an hour. And, and the, oh, the plan is just so... Uh, dude, this movie comes. The, this plan is so realized. There's, like, little horror moments that they have where they show you these forest people, which are just, like, the fully um, savage ums. They're, they're so left field, so spooky. And then they'll just be walking around, and then a giant crow attacks. Or not a crow, like this bat, crow, See, yeah, it's, it's, it's never that straightforward. It's never, like, a... a 
a dog or a horse type animal. Yeah. It's always these weird, semi-horrifying hybrids that have strange powers. Like this guy's like an anteater and he can put his tongue really far <laughs> into the hole. Yeah, yeah. And he looks really weird. I don't know. Then they drink his blood. Shit's weird, man. It's a trip. Yeah, it's like I'm definitely going to watch this again. Shout out to Hugh Janus Company for bringing us this picture. Looks good, sounds good. Um, if I have a spare, how much was a vinyl? Five hundred dollars. I didn't see the price, but it's it's yeah. You're looking at minimum probably that. If I have that to spare, I'll pick up the vinyl for sure. Yeah. Also, quick sidebar to you: if you ever see um, a limited, if you see the record store day release of Money Store, please cop it for me, and I will reimburse you. I will do. They have a black and white split one out right now. That's an ad in the middle of this bag uh, moment. I'm giving this movie ten out of ten bags. You hear heard it here first. 10 out of 10 bags. Woo! There it is, folks. 10 out of 10. You know what? Yeah, I'll give it 5 out of 5 bags. Because I will readily watch this. I would like to watch it again very soon. And I feel this will be a fixture uh, from now on. Oh, I would say this is a certified cop classic. Yeah, good movie. Good ass movie. Um, next week, actually, I don't even need this. <laughs> oh We're going to be doing Kentucky Fried Movie. So okay. Watch that, that. That's kind of based. That's going to be a good one. Lost Highway. That'll be the one after. I'm calling it right now. After what? After Kentucky Fried Movie. Uh, I, it's my pick. So you can save it, buddy. Okay. <laughs> the one after Matt. Okay, write down all the good ones and then, you know, we don't have all to come back them. to this all list. All of them. Yeah, it's whatever. Okay. We needed this, lo- like, how long yeah, have we been yeah. doing mid? We needed all this mid to enjoy Fantastic Planet. There's only, so, there's only so many Fantastic Planets to visit. There's a lot of mid, okay? So if we just eat up, mm, eat up all of our cake, then we're going to be eating broccoli okay forever that's not how it works it's just not you're fucked man uh, do you see any movies this week that were good uh, oh I, I've just been watching Stranger Things I'm on season 2 and I just watched episode 3 uh, so how's this season breaking down so far in comparison to the first Okay, here's see, our- you're about as far as I got in the show, and then, like, I tapped out. I can see why you tapped out. I'll say that. It's kind of more of the same. I'm glad that they gave Jonathan and... I hope her name's Mandy something to do, because otherwise they would go the way of Donna and James, I think, where Jonathan would go to New Mexico and come back a little quiet, or... Mandy would go back to her home planet and die on the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I feel it. So they give her, they give him this Barb thing to work with, which is kind of a little too late for me, uh, because Barb was a nothing character. I, I remember when the show came out that first mm-hmm. season. It was like the big meme was justice for Barb. Like, was it? Was like yeah. It was like they fucked over Barb and like they that did. was not that cool. Yeah, they really did. It's like haha, you're the fat loser. <laughs> you're dead <laughs> you get sucked into the nightmare dimension okay damn um so i mean okay now we're supposed to care about her we'll see if they make us care about her i'm getting really tired of the flashbacks they just love their flashbacks of they'll 
Just like it's already a blast of the past, man. Just taking a stride. They'll show how Elle learned Mor- Morse code back in the past, so she to explain why she knows it now. I don't need a flashback to learn that Elle always like lives in flashbacks. You know, gotta live in the now, girl. You're living in the past, man. Look, it's like an allegory for trauma, man. She can't escape her past. She didn't have like Saturday morning cartoons or nothing, man. That's fucked up. She was in a weird tank thing, but now. I always forget his name. Will is seeming like he's going to be the Princess Peach of this universe where they're just going to have to rescue Will again. It's looking like I hope that's not the case. Like, And I don't want this show to just become Hawkins where it's just all the same characters all the time and then they do kind of the same thing continuously. It's like Twin Peaks. No, it's not. They have it's, so many characters it's like a show in Twin called Peaks. Twin Peaks. Well, yeah, but they'll get more characters, bro. I hope. But it's not just like, oh, you get three new characters a season and then two of them die off at the end. Like, I hope that's not what it is. But I'm hopeful. Uh, and I don't know if this is like cynicism but it seems like they're going really hard with the nostalgia bait right off the bat where they're dressing up as Ghostbusters they're playing the Ghostbusters theme song like in the first episode they have like five, seven um, royalty uh, songs you know what I mean yeah I don't think there's any licensed songs in the first season but maybe I'm wrong but in this they're just cranking out all the licensed songs they're playing Kiss they're playing this they're playing that well then they get now that that first season took off they're like now we got budget yeah yeah no I get it and I mean people love the hits okay I want to hear Danger Zone and I was thinking like do you think if L um if the show keeps going and the timeline gets into like the 2000s do you think L will stop 9-11 do you think that will happen uh, and she'll be like terrorism friends don't commit acts of terrorism and blow up well, maybe not blow up the plane but s- somehow save everyone on the plane and stop it do you think she'll or do you think you'll see the kids reaction to 9-11 I think actually um, Elle might have might be one of the ones to perpetrate it because yeah. she's got a bit of a temper yeah <laughs> I don't know See, the whole situation around it is sus you know, maybe she goes back in time and she bends that bullet into JFK's head too. I don't know. But I, yeah, I'm still undecided with like, I with TV, it's just like you gotta commit to it, and then like sometimes it just like if you watch a bad or a mediocre three seasons of something, it's like damn, that was a lot of time I wasted. Yes. Um. So I I know they're dropping volume two soon of season four, and I guess that'll be it. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, it's like they're just gonna. Then that'll be it. I hope so. that'll be nice, and and then no, actually it's not it movie, and we'll see how it does. Maybe animated series. Yeah, I hope that's just it. That would be that would be great. I would love if they did that, and they hopefully end on a on a high note. But yeah, I agree. I. If a show's mid, I would just not watch it. Like Kenobi after episode two, I would have stopped watching it. I don't. Yeah, I don't have that like, sort of time. Who cares? And I already know what's what the deal here yes. is. Okay, not anymore. That's all I got for you. What about you? Uh, I watched. Uh, I finished Chappelle's show. So I nice. watched Dave Chappelle's show called mm-hmm. Chappelle's Show, and it's okay. Okay, here's the thing. It's like basically Dave Chappelle comes out on stage and he's like, hey guys, what's up? You know, little joke, little joke. Check out the skit. Then they do a skit. Then 
they have musical guests, and then that's it. That's the format of the show. Okay. So the parts where Dave just you know eggs the crowd on, says some stuff. I like. I like Dave Chappelle as a good personality, like a stand-up. Cool. The skits take up the bulk of the show. They're kind of mid. Okay. This is the problem. Number one, they're really dated. Okay, really dated. Badly dated. Like, ooh, you're gonna watch this and go, whoa. <laughs> uh, I can't believe give me some, give me some. Uh, like, just as an example, like, Dave brings this lady to sing out on stage. Um, he's like, I can say, white ladies can say things that I can't say. And then she's like, Dave hands her a card and Dave's like, I, and the lady's like, um, gay sex is just gross. And then it's just more stuff like that. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of the stuff aged poorly. Uh, a lot of potty humor, which is fine because it's just like a it's like a late night sketch comedy show. There's some funny stuff, and you will find that this thing has made at least eight big memes. Oh yeah, this is yeah, me- yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a meme bait show. Some stuff is better than others. They get Paul Mooney, which is this guy who apparently used to write for Richard Pryor, and he's funny. He's just like this old, uh, no-nonsense uh, d- daddy type. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. Um, but, like, the sketches are really hit and miss. It's like on a watching a single episode, it's like I'm going to enjoy about 50% of it. Sometimes you see a skin, and it's just him being stupid. <laughs> And sometimes I'm watching and it's so stupid. I'm like, Dave, like, were you shitposting with this? <laughs> like, they gave you the show and it was like, what the fuck ever? Like, you know. Like, Freddy got fingered? Yeah, like, like actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a Freddy type fingered got beat for like half of it. Where it's like, you didn't even try for this. Were you just trolling <laughs> the execs here? Because he talked about the execs like some a few times and mm-hmm. he's like, stuff I couldn't. There's an episode where he shows stuff I couldn't get away with. Um, normally, but then they just aired anyway. And apparently, he left the show because um, I don't know. Maybe they were censoring some of his content, but they offered him a huge heap of money for season three, and he said no. It was like a maybe too much overhead. It was like a principal thing. Yeah. yeah. Then he like went to Africa or something, and then came back for Netflix specials. <laughs> um, the musical guest stuff is cool though because it's all early 2000s like hip hop and R&B and it's mm. like oh hey young Kanye in a polo show really sure, it shows up a couple times yeah it's like they get most deaf quest love huh. they get uh, common and it's like hey and they do pretty good performances they get John Mayer my okay my favorite <laughs> sketch is Dave Chappelle gets John Mayer and he's like white people really love to dance to electric guitar so then he just goes to random places like an office or like a hair salon and he had just has john mayer pl- he, J- john mayer just like his monkey he's just playing him smooth guitar <laughs> and everybody dances then they take him to the barber shop um and he plays his electric guitar and they uh the people in the barbershop are like hey shut the fuck up man <laughs> and then john mayer is like oh <laughs> Uh, that's that stuff was cool. The musical guest stuff is good. It's a mixed bag. The show's short and the episodes are short. So if you're a fan of Dave Chappelle, or wish want a nice, mm, a nice little throwback to when sketch comedy was still king, I'd recommend it. It's only like twenty five episodes, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, it's all right. I wouldn't watch it again unless I was drunk in front of the TV at one a.m. and it came on. Three out of five bags. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
All right, that's the show. That's the next week's show. Anything you want to say? Um. Uh. Uh. Um. Mm, well. Mm, um. Mm, mm, well. Okay. Here's. A, uh, nah, I got nothing to say. Listening to this episode, be it the pre, post, or just plain old fashioned rags. Send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at COT Podcast, COT Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake Shay, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling three. Two, one.